Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this, the second Sunday after the Epiphany. Uh, for our friends and, and for uh, everybody worshiping online or on the radio, just a reminder, as I always remind you, to go to our website, chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find uh, the bulletin for this service under the Resources tab. There's also options for giving your offering to the Lord under the Give tab. Just a few announcements to share with you before we start worship this morning. Uh, next weekend, January 21st and 22nd, Chapel will be celebrating Sanctity of Life weekend. Uh, we're very blessed to have the Executive Director for Lutherans for Life, the Reverend Michael Salamink, to be with us on that day. He will preach for the Sunday services and then he will conduct the Bible class between the services. So make sure you're in attendance that special day for Sanctity of Life Sunday next weekend. A reminder that the year-end contribution statements are available in the Commons area at the Welcome Center for you to pick up. Those are in alphabetical order by last name. So if you could find yours in that stack and, and take that home with you today, we would appreciate you doing that. And thank you for your very good stewardship here at Chapel the past year. Our director of the week this weekend is John Schmidt. John is standing in the back there. He also serves as the president of the congregation. Uh, he will greet you as you leave today uh, in the back. And our elder of the weekend uh, is Jim Crozier. Jim is also standing there in the back, and he also will greet you at the door as you leave today. So get to know those two men. Uh, John is one of your uh, uh, members of the board of directors, and, and, and Jim is one of your board of elders here at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to you as we worship together. We stand and we share the peace of the Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn, Hail to the Lord's Anointed.
of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work within us, bring it to completion on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and earth, firstly hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace through all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, 
who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 49, beginning at verse 1. Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me from my birth. He has made mention of my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hit me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. Yet, what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. And now, the Lord says, he who formed me in the, womb of, in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and gather Israel to himself, for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength. He says, it is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. This is what the Lord says, the Redeemer and Holy One of Israel, to him who, who was despised and abhorred by the nation, to the servants of rulers. Kings will see you and rise up Princess will see and bow down because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. This is the word of the Lord. cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look to be proud to those who turn aside false gods. <laughs> 
God are the wonders you have done. The things you planned for us, no one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have pierced. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, O God, your laws within my heart. I proclaim righteousness in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips. As you know, O Lord, I, I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak to your faithfulness and salvation. I do not conceal your love and your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, O Lord. May your love and your truth always protect me. Be pleased, O Lord, to save me. You are my help and my deliverer. O my God, do not delay. Episode is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and our brother Sustenance, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank God for you because of his grace given to you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, who has called you into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. 
shake us. Come now and make us anew, that we might live justly like you. Take from me your holy feasts, all your offerings and your music. Let justice flow like waters, and integrity like an ever-flowing Justice roll like a river and wash all oppression away. Come, our God, and take us, move and shake us. Come now and make us anew. That we might live justly like you. How long shall we wait, O oh God, for the day of your mercy to dawn? The day we beat our swords to plus when your peace rings over the earth. Let justice roll like a river and wash all oppression away. Come, our God, and take us, ooh, and shake us. Come now and make us anew, that we might live justly like you. the poor, in your thirst of power and riches, the Lord will turn your laughter to tears on the wondrous day of our God. Let roll like a river and wash all oppression away. Come, our God, and take us, move and shake us. Come now and make us on you. That we might live justly like you. <clears throat> Even 
and me. Let your hearts be broken and humble, for I am gracious, generous, and kind. Come and seek the mercies of God. Let justice roll like a river and wash all oppression away. Come, O God, and take us, move and shake us. Come now and make us on you. That we might live justly like you. You have been told the way of life, the way of justice and peace, to act justly, to and walk humbly with God. Let justice roll like a river and wash all oppression away. Come, O God, and take us reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel, according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John, said, then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven 
as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you will see, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain on him will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John was again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent the day with him. It was about the 10th hour. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two that heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and say to him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon son of John. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated for the singing of the hymn.
Christ. Amen. The text I've chosen for the sermon this morning is the Old Testament reading from Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 49, especially the sixth verse. The Lord says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, it is the beginning of a new year. I mean, we're just, what, 15 days into 2023, just over two weeks. And at the beginning of the year, it's always good, I think, as we look ahead. It's always good, beneficial as we look forward to also look back a little bit. That's good when it comes to our jobs. I think it's good as we look at our relationships. I think it's good perhaps as we look at what's going on in school. It's good as we look at our families. And it's good too as we take a look at our faith. What's interesting, as we look back and we think about our faith and as then we look toward the future, sometimes we Christians, we've got the feeling of being unfulfilled or unsatisfied or unhappy with our discipleship, with our faith life, with our following of the Savior. Now, that's probably not the case all the time with every Christian, but I think by and large, I would say that all of us might go through that and all of us might struggle with that from time to time. Even though we're saved, even though heaven is ahead of us, that is sure, even though we gather for worship and praise and prayer, it is still possible for us to get that sense that, that there's got to be more to our Christian life. As we look back and as then we look forward to the beginning of a new year, perhaps at times there's this sense that we're not completely fulfilled in our following of our Lord. It's good then that today we get to look back to 700 B.C. and to hear the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 49, especially that verse 6. What was going on in ancient Judah is going on for a lot of Christians today. L listen to that verse one more time. The Lord says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. At that time, Judah had people in it that were very, very religious, for sure. And they went to worship, they, they made sacrifice at the temple, but their hearts, the Bible said, were not always in it. And sometimes their religion was just kind of going through the motions. Not only that, they, they started to look at some of the other gods around them, the pagan gods of the four nations around them, and they Sometimes they looked a little interesting to them, and perhaps they thought to themselves, well, I wonder if there isn't more than one way to be right. And they were very, very narrow in their religion. They thought their religion was their religion. It was only for them. It wasn't for everybody else. And so they had no sense of sharing what they believed with other people. And they were distracted. They were busy. They were busy. There is money to be made, there's children to be educated, there's work to be done. Does that sound familiar? There are all sorts of things going on in their lives. And, and their religion, that was just one little part of it. Well, it doesn't take a genius to see the, the parallels between 21st century Christians here in America today and the people of Judah 2,700 years ago. 
Like them, a lot of Christians today lack a central mission, a central purpose for their lives, a purpose on which they can hang everything else about themselves. And because of that, there is sometimes this sense, even among Christians, of their lives being unfulfilled. And I talk to people actually quite often who tell me that they just can't seem to find what they're meant to be. They aren't fulfilled And they get depressed, sometimes deeply depressed over a life that doesn't seem to have purpose. And as you might guess, God has something to say about that. It's in his word through Isaiah to the people of Judah, and it's also to us. And these these verses in Isaiah 49, they're really talking about the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ, that he would be the light for the Gentiles, that he would bring salvation to the ends of the earth. But he's also speaking to Judah. You've got a purpose, Judah. You've got meaning to your lives, people of Judah. Be a light to the Gentiles. Bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. Often, Isaiah 49, verse 6, is called the Great Commission of the Old Testament. Because it's a verse in the Old Testament that says that God's people are meant to be a people on a mission. God's people are sent to the ends of the earth with that good news of the Messiah. That, that, that word of the Messiah, the gospel, is not just for God's people in Judah. His saving work is for all. All people, every person who has ever and will ever live on this earth. So what stops us then from seeing that call in Isaiah 49 verse 6 to be a central part in our lives? I mean, are, are we very different from those people in Judah? I, mean, I don't think so. Like them, I think our lives have become kind of fragmented. And I I think for a lot of us, our faith has been separated from our lives. We've got all these little compartments, you know. And and, And that's just one compartment out of many. That's just one part out of many. So we've got faith over here in this part. And we've got family here. We've got work here. And we've got school here. And we have relationships and friendships there. And all these little compartments. And faith, that's just one little piece of the pie. It's just one part of life. Rather than our faith and our mission that we've been given, that mission to share the love of Jesus with the, with the ends of the earth, rather than that being the central meaning, the central purpose of our lives, well, no, it's just, a, it's just a little piece of the pie. Not necessarily the heart of everything we think about, everything that we do. Not unlike Judah, we sometimes just kind of go through the motions with our faith. Not unlike Judah, we sometimes become distracted. I mean, we get so very busy, so busy with so many things going on. Not unlike Judah, I think we sometimes have no sense of of sharing what we believe with other people. So is there any wonder that God gives us this beautiful word in Isaiah? Because God has called you. He has set you aside to be his people. Before you were born, he picked you, he says. Before you were born, he chose you to be his ambassador and bring his mission to the world. Before you were born, he chose you as his servant. I will make your mouth like a sharpened sword, God says. In other words, I will give you the strong words to say to one another. And it takes strong words sometimes, doesn't it? And it might be a little risky to say him, actually, to be talking like that. It might cost you 
a little bit. It might cost perhaps some relationships. It might cost some friendships. But I will give you the strong words that you need to say to one another, God says. Those strong words of encouragement. Those strong words about a God who never lets you down. A God who continues to forgive you. A God who loves you. A God who redeems and rescues you. A God who always welcomes you back. I will give you those strong words to say, God says. That God would choose us before we were even born. That God would give us a job to do, a mission to do. That God would give us the words to say, and then that God would send us on our way. But I tell you what, that's thrilling. That's meaning. That's purpose. Maybe it would even cause us to take on a mission this year. Maybe it would cause us to take on a mission that's, that's outside of ourselves. Maybe a little outside our comfort zone even. I don't, I don't know what that would look like in your life. Perhaps for you it would maybe be a literal mission trip. And we as a congregation are looking at, at planning a mission trip perhaps for this summer. Or maybe just one person would be your mission this year. Someone that God has placed in your life. Someone who needs you by their side. Somebody who needs support. Somebody who needs that encouraging word of the gospel given to them. And God has put you there to do it. Make just one person your mission this year. Gives you purpose, you know. Gives you meaning in your life. It's what we were meant to be. It's what we have been called to do as God's people. I don't know if you've ever heard of a man named Charles Plum. Charles Plum is a Vietnam veteran who flew 74 successful combat missions over North Vietnam. But on his 75th mission, just five days before his, the end of his tour, Plum was shot down over Vietnam. He was taken prisoner, tortured, and spent the next 2,103 days in captivity, almost six years as a prisoner of war. He survived that ordeal. And now he travels around the country and he gives talks and he gives, he gives lectures about what he went through. And, and one day, Plum said, he, he and his wife, they were, they were eating at a restaurant and a man who had been eating at a different table came up, came up to him and said, you're Plum, aren't you? You flew jet fighters in Vietnam from the, from the aircraft carrier Kitty Hawk, didn't you? And you were shot down. Plum said, well, how in the world do you know all that? Do you know all that? The man replied, well, I packed your parachute. And Plum kind of gasped in surprise and in gratitude. And as he's shaking his hand, he said, well, I, I guess it worked. <laughs> and, and Plum talks about how that really hit him. That somebody had saved his life and he had lived a lot of years without even ever thinking about that person. And now suddenly he's here. He said, that changed my life. The fact that a man packed his parachute and saved his life and had this, this uncomfortable truth that a lot of our lives, we are unaware or we don't think a whole, a whole lot about that one who has saved us, Jesus Christ. And sometimes it seems that that one who has saved us does not mean very much in our everyday lives. 
As if the fact that he saved us doesn't give us reason for living, doesn't give us purpose in our lives. You know, Plum can't stop talking about that one who packed his parachute because he saved his life. Jesus Christ saved your life for eternity. He packed your parachute and he saved you. And you and I have the unique privilege in our lifetimes to be one of God's people who will share with another person the fact that Jesus packed their parachute too. That gives us meaning. That gives us purpose. And I hope and I pray that you can't stop talking about him either. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we together share our common faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. Page 10 in your bulletin. Together we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
rise for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. We pray for the church around the world that we may not be content to share our faith only with our brothers and sisters in Christ, but will live as light for the nations that God's salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for ourselves gathered here that God would awaken us to use the spiritual gifts he has bestowed upon us in service to him and his people as we await the return of our Savior. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all people that they recognize that it was God who formed them inside their mothers and who knows them by name. Protect the lives of the vulnerable that we may honor at every stage of life all whom you created and redeemed from the time you formed them in the womb until you closed their eyes in death. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who call to God in their distress, that you, Lord, would raise them up on a firm footing and give them joy as it fits your gracious plans for them. Today, we especially remember Alderman Williams and Carolyn Deloy as she recovers from surgery. Bring them your peace, your patience as they endure affliction and healing according to your good will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the nations of the world that God would move the power that to be ordered society within their borders and make peace within the nations so that the church may be freely proclaimed Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear your prayer. We pray in thanksgiving to God for Martin Luther King Jr. We thank you for the leadership and vision of Dr. King and the struggle for peace and justice for all men and women. Help us as he did speak out with conviction against racism, injustice, and inequality. Help us overcome by your grace the sin that separates people and grant us the courage and strength to live out our commitment to create a world in which peace and justice is the reality and not just the right of every human being. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn. Thank you.